it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah! It's about time. It's about time that you are Newark. on the receiving end. Newark. Of Hit me. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. Funch, bring it down a little yep. bit. Bring, bring it down, down a little bit. Yep. Go ahead. Newark. Uh, better than your first try. Newark. No, Newark. Newark. There you go. <laughs> you got it. That's a tough one. We all have the word that we can't say, right? Apparently yours no, is they Newark. Need to, they need to change the spelling of it. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to somehow get the words New York in there, and it's yeah. a different city. It's in Jersey. New Jersey needs yeah. to figure out <laughs> the spelling of Newark. Yeah, it's exactly there's like a, it's it a very sounds. hard K. No, well, it's, I have a it's very hard N-E-W-A-R-K. K. N e w a r k. It's Newark, right? It's not super complicated. By the way, I feel like um, I feel like someone was spying in my home or something. <laughs> well, they, look, those red lights are on in your microphone, and the computer's turned on. They no, got I, feel it like, all. I feel like somebody was spying because this is in a back studio, <laughs> supposed to be the comfort of my own home. Uh-huh. I did not know somebody. Newark. No, somebody has access to my recordings. Newark, Newark, Nark, Newark, got it. Can't, I literally can't, I can't pronounce <laughs> All it. All right, I, I know that you're going to get to it eventually, mm-hmm. but do you want to give us a, a little bit of, a, of an indication on which way you're going to go? You keep doing this. So I know that this is radio and nobody can see you, but I want to describe the face yeah. that you're giving me. You did it all. You didn't give me any thumbs up, thumbs down Nothing. when you were trying to say the just, word Newark uh, yesterday. Facial expression. You give me this look like someone ran over your dog. It's just this incredibly disappointed, bummed out, sad look on your face. Okay. So I don't know how much you want me to give you. We could do it a little bit later. Obviously, this is the prequel of The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And I, I already mentioned this. I was kind of walking into this thing like, all right, I'm not going to. You're, you're not. This is The Sopranos we're talking about. Sure. You know, it's like going to go. Iconic. You ate at in and out and now it's like you're going to go eat at another burger joint right after it. That's not a good game plan or good idea. <laughs> Speak okay. for yourself, but go ahead. It was okay. I don't know what to tell you. It was okay. Uh, By the way, that you gave me okay is far better than I thought you were going to give me. No, no, it's okay. I thought you were going to say it was it was awful. No, if you said if you said if you said you're going to go spend two hours to go watch it tonight, I would say okay. Wait till the Red Sox Yankees game is over. (laughs) Okay. Watch Sports Center. Hang out for a little bit. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. (laughs) You get bored. From 11, a, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., then may, then watch it. Maybe this is impossible to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I will see it uh, hopefully sooner than later. But can you separate it from its... Newark. <laughs> is that can, better? Can, no, actually, it wasn't. <laughs> but can you separate it from the series and just as a movie, was it okay? Or is it that impossible? Actually, this is what I will say. It needs another movie. Newark. It, it needs another movie. So if they're going to do the whole movie series... Uh-huh. And maybe this is set up this way, where they they have the prequel that's two hours. I think it was too. It was dated back too far. Back too far. So I almost feel okay. Well, now you need a follow up to that one to get us a little bit closer. It, it needs to lead up to the Sopranos. That's in a sense, like in a weird way, kind of a little bit closer to where the Sopranos started. All right. So we're gonna get Al's Many Saints of Newark <laughs> review at some point in the show today. Newark. Huh? Newark. That was it. You got it that time. Newark? Yeah. 
There you go. They they really It's exactly like it's spelled. Just go, read it. Go on <laughs> go uh, uh Funches, go on um the city of New Jersey.gov. Send a couple emails, couple complaints with Newark. That's yeah, no, yeah, that's you, the one. Now I got, you got it. it. Yeah, now I got you got it. it. Just read it. It's not like there's not like a silent. No, if I read it, if I read it, it would be Newark. No. N E W A R K. Yes, it would be. Newark. If there was a space in between new and arc, <laughs> yeah, then yes. Exactly no, because right. then it would be new arc. M- Emily's right. You're reading it like there's two words on the page as opposed to one. She's That's exactly that's the right point. description. New Jersey. <laughs> there you go. No All right. Um, can I tell you something here? What do you got? And, and the listeners out there, something here. I really enjoyed watching the Chargers last night. I really liked that. That was a really fun game that had some buzz leading into it. Raider fans took over SoFi like we knew they would. Uh, Chargers come in with a good record and a star quarterback. SoFi's on display on Monday Night Football. All these things. You got a lightning storm taking place that we'll get to in one yeah, time. How about that? But I got I to gotta tell you, I, because I do what I do with the Rams, more often than not, I'm covering the Rams when the Chargers are playing. I don't get to see them a whole lot. I get to see a bunch of highlights. I read about them, but I don't get to see them play a full game all that often. That's a really fun team to watch. They go for it on fourth down. They run trick plays. They have goofy field goal formations that turn into punts. They're, they're, they're just – everything about that was really fun to watch last night. I enjoyed that a great deal. By the way, let's go back 24 hours ago leading up to that game. You and I had some excitement. For, forget about what happened in the actual game. You and I were excited to watch a Monday night football game between the Raiders and the Chargers. Raiders 3-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we kind of – have continued to say this about the Chargers, and I haven't mentioned it. I, I'm look. I'm openly not rooting for the Chargers, and I have my own reasons for that. Now, granted, I was also trying to win the NFL Pickums yesterday, and because Would you of like that, to do it right now. Do what? Take your victory lap. Nope. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna soak it in. Let me soak it in. I, by the way, that's the right. Well done. I'm I will proud take of you. my time. What time is it right now? <laughs> Ten o'clock. Get back to me at twelve thirty. Good. Good for you. <laughs> Savor it. I, I I I admire you getting the opportunity to stick it in everyone's face. I like it. Think about this. Think about you New know. York. There are not too many. There are not too many times we're going to talk about the Chargers where I think you and I were genuinely excited to see this yeah. this game last night. It not only lived up to the expectations. Chargers are better than I think you and I both thought. I thought they were pretty good. I put it this way: Raiders three and zero. I don't think was a representation of the Raiders. It's not that the Raiders did anything wrong. There were some close games, a couple things that happened during these games where you're like, okay, Raiders could easily be maybe two and one is a better. Um, it's a better indicator of what their record should be. I think so. Chargers two and one. They felt two and one. Yeah. They walked to Kansas City. They played a good game, but this is also the follow up game after that W. Yeah. Now you're going into an environment, even though it's a home game. 70, 75% of the opposing team, Justin Herbert saying, yeah, we're good with that. doesn't matter. No, no, we're actually, we're completely fine <laughs> with with what that looks like at SoFi. And I know you got that sound This, for this it. is not something you typically hear asked about the winning quarterback that is playing in front of his home fans on Monday Night Football. It's just the way we want it. You know, it's, it's, it's always an opportunity to go out here and uh, we're just playing football with these guys. It's 11 guys out on the field and that's all that matters. We executed well. We had a great plan all week. We had a great week of practice. Uh, it's all about execution. So that's Justin Herbert after Lisa Salters asked him after the game, what was it like being here, not being able to hear because there were so many Raider fans? And his response was, this is just the way we want it. Hmm. I mean, it's not it's not typically what you hear and and I don't believe that that that's the lie that needs to be told it's a sports lie it's not a meaningful one this isn't you know him being deceptive or anything like that but 
What they else are you going to say? They, exactly. What, what they, else are you going to say? Exactly I mean, right. There's does he nothing want it, else to say. Does he want it to be Lambo? Of course he does. Does yeah. he want it to have a real of home course. field advantage? Of Look, course he does. I think, and I don't know if it's just because I got to to watch a really good game with a really good quarterback, a very exciting, young, dynamic head coach, and a good team. I, I think mm-hmm. the Chargers are very, very likely to make the playoffs, which is exciting. But I think we need to recalibrate what we're talking about with Charger fans here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Are they the Raiders? Of course not. Will they ever be? No. No. No, they won't. No, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Are they the Rams? Of co- no, of course not. Will they ever be? Almost certainly no. But that doesn't mean they can't carve out a little part of the neighborhood for themselves. Charger fans were there last night. There weren't as many as Raider fans, but they were there. They made noise. Derek Carr was having time where he was having a little trouble hearing along the way. They, they can create something that is a fun thing to be a part of when your team isn't involved in it. If your team has a game on a different day, if your team has been eliminated from the playoffs, it's the, you're, this idea that, oh, how do the Chargers take over L.A.? They don't. Okay, just full stop. They don't. They're not going to become the most popular team in this town. Even if they win the Super Bowl, go to this, it won't happen. And it's certainly not going to happen where you wake up one morning and the city is littered with Charger jerseys and Charger No, flags. that won't happen. It's not yeah, going to happen. happen. But what they can do is what they've done. They've got the they've got the star quarterback that there's nothing about that that feels like anything other than legitimate. Hmm. He's really really good. You've got he a looks head coach, the part, he plays the absolute, part and then he's on the, the right field things. and and he's a baller. You got the head coach that mm-hmm. knows what he's doing, right? That has them playing an exciting brand of football and they're good. That that's all that they can control and that's exactly what they are controlling and this is a cool little neighborhood that you can go to to hang out once in a while when you go visit your friend. It could be the perfect bandwagon team in this city. It's not your 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 lifeblood. It's not what you live and breathe. It's not your diehard team. But because it's here and because they're pretty good, it's not a bad place to go hang out on a Monday night. It's fine. So th- these are a couple things the Chargers have working for them. Everything that you just you know said right there about they got a star quarterback. They got a coach that looks fearless in his first four games as an NFL coach. He's like, no, I'm good. Uh, you know what? A couple fourth downs. We're gonna Sweet go flicker. for we're gonna go for the win rather <laughs> right. than and and they're gonna lose games because of that. Oh, by the way, of course way. they that's are. gonna happen. But it, that, can I? I don't mean to interrupt. But yeah, isn't that the way you want your team to lose a game by going for it? If we're going to lose, I'd rather it be hey we're going for it on fourth down. It didn't work as opposed to all right. Let's go into prevent defense and let them drive eighty five yards in forty seconds. As somebody who used to be a Chargers fan, <laughs> Marty Schonheimer was a perfect example of that. You know, Marty Schonheimer was he would play so much prevent with a lead or he would just be so obvious that he's going to hand the ball off when it's third down and two or whatever the case is, right? They're going to lose some games because that coach is super aggressive, but you're also going to win games because of that as well. I'd rather us lose because Justin Herbert had the ball in his hand than hand the ball back over to Patrick Mahomes with a minute left to go and and you could kind of figure out what that result's going to be. So just to play off what you just said, they got a couple things going for them. Star quarterback, good team, brand new stadium. Mm-hmm. That can't be used in the rain, apparently. <laughs> can't be used in the rain, even though there's a little roof on top of that thing. <laughs> Trav, with all that being said, the moment that, you know, if they're a 500 team or some of it is not sexy or it doesn't look good or um, they go on a three-game losing streak – They'll always be more irrelevant than any of these other NFL teams and some of these other franchises here. So they also need a lot to go their way to be relevant in the town. And and there's something about this. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. 
for instance, let me use this as an example. You tell me if you, you agree with this. I like watching the Chiefs. I don't care if they win or lose or not. Mm -hmm. I don't have any emotional investment in it the way I do with the Rams. But I like watching Patrick Mahomes. He does really cool. They're fun. They're exciting. I like Andy Reid. Yep. He, he, he's another one. He goes for it. He tries things. You know, this is a team that puts up a bunch of points. You got guys throwing underhand. It's fun. It's a fun watch. At the end of the day, if they win or lose, I don't really care. This is kind of what it feels like for the Chargers, but there's a little bit of an extra added thing to it. And because it's local, it's here. You know, for instance, if... I don't know, the Cleveland Indians, or the Guardians, I guess they are now officially starting next season, go to the World Series. Okay, whatever. I'll watch the World Series because I like baseball, but I yeah. don't really care, even if they're super fun to watch. If the Angels go to the World Series, even though I'm a Dodger fan, it's slightly more interesting to me because it's happening in the backyard. I think, I think that's, be a lot the, more interesting. that's yeah. the lane the Chargers can occupy. They can be the other team that's fun and exciting when your team isn't in the mix. So just kind of use as examples. I'll watch a game. Luka's on. Sure. Yeah. What, what's Luca look like? I watched. I was watching Trey Young in the playoffs. I have no affiliation with Atlanta. You would have thought I was born and raised. <laughs> well, can I? Can I? Like anybody that's cooking, Nick fans is pretty fun. <laughs> it could be. It could be Joe right Blow off the one. street. I, that, that's just even fun they, to watch. But even when they beat Philly, I was like, you no, know, I was well, like, all right, that's difference. it. I'm grabbing. A, I'm getting his jersey. <laughs> But that, but there, there are certain star players, and I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Whether you're gonna, are you gonna take over no. LA? Of course you're not. By the way, the one big difference between the Chargers, the difference in the football world is, the Dodgers in baseball is a different level when it comes to baseball. Yes, the Lakers in basketball is a different level when it comes to basketball. I'm not saying that there are not an incredible amount of Rams fans out here, an incredible amount of Raider fans out here, but. They also were gone for a long time. Rams just came back. Like there's, it's a different storyline. The Dodgers and the, the Lakers in that category are locked. Yeah, it, it, the, the Raiders are interesting too because look, the nobody that woke up yesterday that was a Raider fan is waking up today as a Charger fan. They, they, this idea of swinging people isn't what this is about. It's about creating your own thing of people who haven't made up their mind yet. And that means kids. That means young people that really have not decided that they care about this stuff to begin with. This is how you do that. Then there's just the football aspect of what we saw yesterday. San Diego, see, that's part of the problem too. The uh, Chargers, Steve Young did it yesterday on the broadcast. The, the, well, it's impossible not to mm -hmm. if you're of a certain age. The Chargers look really good, and they look like a team that's going to win, I don't know, 11, 12 games, whatever it might be. The Raiders look like a team that's a decent team, but they need some stuff to go their way. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to catch a break somewhere. Because when they fell behind by 21 points, first of all, in the NFL, you don't come back from 21 down hardly ever. But it didn't feel like this is a team that was going to get stuff squared away. Do you have They're that, just not quite Do you have there. that Bosa sound? Uh, yes, here it is. This is Joey Bosa <laughs> talking about the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, and this is brutal. We knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook, and, and you saw on, on CeCe's sack, he was pretty much curling into the ball before we even got back there. So um, great dude, great player. He's been having a great year, but we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down, and he's not as effective. Wow. Those are some... That you know, wow. sometimes we just we, we listen to so many of these interviews, and they're all the same. They all yeah. say the right thing, right? Like maybe around noon today, when I have my press conference for how I did this past week in the NFL pickums, I might give you some generic answers, <laughs> right? I might do that. Okay. okay. But Bosa, <laughs> Bosa, uh, lay in the wood. Look, look. What what's the one thing you said? Things have to go right for the Raiders. Uh huh. When you got to do it on the opposing team. Saying, "Hey, that quarterback for that squad, 
Yeah, we know if we get to him a couple of times, he's going to curl up in a ball. You usually save that for your locker room. You don't usually do that when the uh, when when the press conference start. He didn't obviously feel that was uh, going to be the case yesterday. There is something you are not allowed to do in professional sports, and I'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Don't worry uh, if you're a, a professional football fan here in town and you think that we're not going to talk about Dan Campbell's quote from his press conference at some point today. What the hell we are these will. head coaches doing what in do the mean? league? Just one guy's getting lap dance from strangers at a, a bar in Ohio. Another guy saying that it's snowing in his office. <laughs> what? Is that weird? What's the hiring process? Uh, dude, Dan Campbell showed up on day one. We're going to bite their kneecaps off and we're going to get up and anybody that has to tell you they're in charge by using a voice like this or saying that I'm going to bite your kneecaps off or it's snowing inside my office at Allen Park. We're going to kick you in the teeth and we're going to bite a kneecap like off. That. Okay, you're, I'm the head football coach of the Detroit Lions. Do you want to read I'm in the, charge. Do you want to read the quote? Do you want to read the quote? <laughs> sure. It's pretty It's what pretty remarkable. Give me a second to find it. What going on here? pretty great. By the way, uh, by the way go ahead, Al. I don't know. There could be some head coaching job vacancies coming up here in the NFL, maybe <laughs> in, in the next couple of weeks or maybe <laughs> Tomorrow. Uh, over the next couple of months. Um, I'm not sure that what I did this past weekend in the NFL pickums. I thought you were waiting till twelve. Qualifies me for any of these positions, but yeah, I'll tell maybe. you more about it around noon. <laughs> uh, Travis will be interviewing me. <laughs> All right, I like at that noon, uh, based off of just one of the most unbelievable performances. This is over the Dan weekend. Campbell, the head coach. Funch, play this again. This was at his introductory press conference when he was establishing that I'm the head coach yeah, of the Detroit no, no, Lions. Makes sense. We're gonna kick you in the teeth. Sure. And we're gonna bite a kneecap off. Damn right. Come on, man. Can you imagine? You can almost feel the collective eye rolls from the players in Detroit all the way here in Los Angeles. Just that kick you in the teeth, man. And you're going to complain about Jared Goff? This is what Goff has to deal with on a on a night in night out basis. Here is his quote from today: "Coffee doesn't get the job done anymore. I've progressed to harder stuff. It's been snowing in Allen Park. I'll have to leave it at that." Huh? Say what? I mean, I that means what I think it means, right? I don't understand. If that's a joke, it it's that. a terrible, terrible joke to say on a team that hasn't won a game. You know, when o- when Otani said, I'll leave it at that, and he's talking about his yeah. potential. <laughs> <laughs> potential. Uh, I'd like to win. I'll leave yep. it at that. This freaking dude. What an idiot. You know, honestly, it makes me feel better about Sean McVay. What an it makes idiot. you feel better about Brandon Staley. Sure. It makes you feel better about your team because at how least about you have a coach every coach? How that. about Dave Roberts? How about Frank Vogel? How about just normal individuals? How about Joe Madden? I'm trying to think. Is there anybody here? Joe Madden would never say that. Dave Roberts would never say it. McVay, Staley would never say it. Vogel would never say it. Ty Lue would never say it. Um, a, no, nobody would, what a right? Bunch of Chip Kelly would never fools. say it. Uh, was it Darren Williams? Not Darren. Was it Darius? Duran. 
Dante, thank you. I knew it was a D. Couldn't uh, Clay Helton wouldn't say it. Sure. <laughs> no, Clay Helton probably didn't know what it means. <laughs> Clay, no, he won't. Like, hey, is, is, don't they have windows? Is it, is it really that cold in Detroit in, Freezing in, in Detroit. the middle of October? Freezing in Detroit. Seems, what a freaking early. idiot. Yeah, I don't know where to go that's with that. Wild. All right, let's go back to Joey Bosa mm-hmm. for a second. This is what he said about Derek Carr uh, after the game, and this will be our straight talk, straight talk wireless, and straight talk no contract, no compromise. This is about as straight as it gets. He's talking about Derek Carr. Uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook, and, and you saw on, on CeCe's sack, he was pretty much curling into the ball before we even got back there. So... Um, great dude great player he's been having a great year but we know once you get pressure on him he kind of shuts down and he's not as effective okay shook great dude great player i love how he threw that part in yep and shuts down Mm -hmm. look the the rule al the the Mm -hmm. unwritten rule among all these professional athletes and the one like we get to criticize players that's our job you know this guy didn't do this or this guy did that but the thing you're not allowed to say the thing that athletes are really not allowed to say about others is that dude's scared. That dude's a wimp. That guy gets terrified when it gets hard. And there, there's another word that I can't say on this station. Everybody knows what I'm getting at. There's a You, you can't say that guy, he's a blank. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He gets shook. He curls into a ball before somebody touches him. Once you get pressure on him, you know that he's going to shut down. My goodness. Imagine LeBron in a post game post game saying something like that about Paul George. Yes. I'm just using an example, right? Like and, and Paul George maybe that's not. What no, if he I said think that, that's perfect actually. What if he said that about <laughs> Damian Lillard or what if he said something like that about Steph Curry? Like what are you talking about? Like yeah. to have that type of By the way, I I don't mind that when the the Dan Campbell stuff that stuff you're just like what the hell is this and that's the guy representing your organization mm-hmm. Bosa's talking about something that happened during the game this happened in the heat of the moment oh by the way no we know this you get to him this is what happens I'm not saying he should say it they're going to eventually play the Raiders again that game is going to be in Vegas we'll add from some great storylines is that getting as much pub as I mean I know you and, and I, I when read it this morning I'm like I had to read wow. it again I'm like that, that wasn't wow. Bosa because look here, here's what here's what it is if you're in the locker room, we're on the Chargers, and, and Joey Bosa jumps up on a chair and says, let me tell you about Derek Carr. Sure. If we get pressure on him, mm-hmm. he's going to curl up into a ball. If we make sure that he yep. gets shook, he's Hyping not the guys up. Right. That Cool. Behind closed doors, this is what we need to do. Knock him on his like butt, it. and we got it. Sure. They almost never say something like that publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, we didn't even have to touch him, and he started curling up into a ball. What's Derek Carr feeling like right now? What's Derek Carr thinking? Oh, he was shook. Look, okay, this is... Well, there's one thing you could feel. Emily, is, okay, let me go shut people up in the next game, and then let me shut up the Chargers next time I get a chance to play them. Write this down, Emily. 10-21 on October 5th. I'm going to say something very complimentary about Jared Goff. No mm-hmm. no sarcasm. This is... No one ever mm, questioned. questioned his yeah. toughness. Yeah. Never. He's tough. He took some shots. Mm-hmm. Got right back up and True. kept going. And no one ever said, look, he's, he's looking for a place to lay down. If anything, the opposite. It's like, dude, get on the ground. Mm-hmm. You're holding the ball too long. Okay? That is an incredibly damaging, it, it, uh, cruel, mean, maybe accurate thing to say about the quarterback on the other team. Ah, he shook. We didn't even have to touch him and he was on a ball on the ground. This is this is the beginning of this, Al, not the end. This is going to be something that gets legs. I have good I news and you. bad news. Which one do you want to hear first? Bad. Bad news is we got to wait till January 9th to see the Chargers and was the, the last Raiders game of again. The year? Last game of the season. Okay. I don't have good news actually. That was it. That was 
kind of thought about it. I, the good news is going to say they still play each other, but we all know they still play each other one more time. Yeah, no. They, well, the Chargers are the better team. Yeah, they, they are the better team. By the way, if if I'm going to give my just real quick here, look at the AFC West. You know, we're talking so much yesterday about the NFC West. Mm-hmm. I think still think Kansas City will eventually win the division. Chargers will be right behind them. It will be Chargers and KC that are the class of the AFC West. I think you'll still have good games against the Broncos. Raiders, Raiders will be in the mix. But if you said pick two right now coming out of the AFC West, those are the two. No, I agree. You know, it's funny you say that too because I think that's part of the reason that watching the Chargers last night feels like, you know what, I can kind of maybe a little bit dip my toe in that pool because the division games have juice. You get to see Pat- Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Mm-hmm. You get to see the Raiders twice a year. Mm-hmm. While the Broncos are not a, a super sexy team right now, more often than not, Broncos are a pretty good team. And it, it's always a tough game. Always, you go to Denver, sure. Always a tough game mm-hmm. to win in Denver. So that's part of the the mix of all of this, too, that you're looking at this and thinking, all right, that wasn't just a fun Monday night game. There's lightning in the sky, and it's rowdy with visiting fans. It's, yeah. You're looking at a team that feels like they're on the make, that that's on, headed in the right direction. And they have real rivals in their way that they have to beat. It's not that, oh, the division stinks. We just have to get a little bit better and we'll take over. you got to beat some really good teams. Okay, I know that there are many Dodger fans that are driving around right now that want to ask Travis Rogers, the man, the myth, the legend, mm. what the hell are the Dodgers going to do at first base? What are they going to do at center field? <laughs> and they only have to figure it out by tomorrow in a one-game wild card that will determine whether their 106-game season deserves a five-game set against the Giants or – the series the season is over can we stipulate sure that I, I i still don't know the answer to that all i need to still i need to think out loud i need to work through okay. all the different variations of what mm-hmm. that might be but i do think we need to stipulate that unless the dodgers do go and knock out the giants in the next round they need to change this format if the dodgers get through it i'm okay with it because it's probably never going to happen again where the dodgers are 106 win. you team. don't want my take <laughs> you don't want my take because i think i've said this to you before it not only has to get readjusted. Can we add another team or two into the playoff? Mix? I don't like that part. Like that, that's yeah. that's that's where I sit. I'm, I'm, I sit. I'm, I sit. Reseed the whole thing. And oh, by by the way, a few of those teams, especially look at the AL, where you're still winning ninety plus games and you're not getting into the postseason. I don't want to see that as well. I I am a hundred percent here to revamp the formatics. Mm-hmm. I don't want more teams. It's hard to make the Major League Baseball playoffs, and it should be. I, I like that aspect of it. It's the most. Ex- basketball's got sixteen. Hockey's got sixteen. Football's got fourteen. Major League Baseball only has ten. It is the hardest club to get into, and if we're going to— But I don't think that's a good thing. I do. I I really do because, first of all, if we change the format and add teams, we're going to be playing playoff baseball until past Thanksgiving. Well, (laughs) That's probably not a great idea. One of the issues which I don't think any league will ever take back— they're never going to take games away. So they're no. not going to say, instead of 162, we're going to play 150. That will chance. never happen, you know, so purely revenue perspective. Further back, further yeah. back, further back. All right, I'm going to answer your questions, Al. I have thoughts. I'm not quite sure where I land. Maybe I'll work it out over the break. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! 
Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So... Let's say, Al, around, I don't know, let's call it 4 o'clock this afternoon. Yep. By the way, just a reminder for those, at noon, a press conference, <laughs> Travis will be interviewing me about this past yes. weekend's NFL pick'em, so make sure you tune right in here. for that. You got my question. It will right go here. till 1.45. <laughs> no, it won't. It will go to 12.52, exactly. <laughs> and then we will we will move on from there. But around 4 o'clock this afternoon, give or, give or take a few minutes, if you're driving in your car, you're sitting in your office, you're at home, and you just have a, hey, something happened in the world. Just they're, 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 The winds change direction, a cold shiver down your spine. One of those things, it's because I have been unleashed to eat like myself again. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's going to go down somewhere around 4 o'clock. I'm just letting you know. Because I'm on a starvation diet as of today and have been for the last three, four weeks, and it's about to get real. Okay, that starvation diet has had moments. Yeah. Where... No, if you, look, nobody. When when you are fighting an addiction, you you, 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 couple, you backslide. What is it? You relapse. That's the word. You didn't, relapse. Once didn't you in a say while. a couple days ago that you can do Tom Brady's diet? Yeah, you had a couple weekends here over the last. <laughs> you, you had a day of each of the last weekends. That's true. Where you took down enough calories that's for true. a bison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yes. That's that's entirely true, but it's it's about to go down. I I think I a little about to go a down. little bit of a of a weird moment yesterday when fine. I stepped on the yeah, scale. I think you just so can't too. eat anything rest of, so until three. How much does my beard weigh? I could shave that off and try to get underneath. Anything you get, anything you get. <laughs> I'm gonna go in in a tank top and dolphin shorts and flip flops. Hundred percent. And just say, all right, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my plan along the way. All right. So you have questions about what to do at first base. I think, I think Dave Rogers has questions, questions what to do at first mm-hmm. base. There, here, here's what it is. There are five players that you have that you need to fill two spots. Yep. You need to fill center field. You need to fill first base. Okay. Your best option at first base from a defensive standpoint is also your best option in center field from a defensive standpoint. Cody Bellinger is your both defensive player at both of those spots. Hmm. Okay. Cody Bellinger also hit nearly under 100 in the month of September. Not, not, he, on the season, I think he's like 260 something, or excuse me, one. I think this one's easy for me, by the way. You've got a guy that's not just having a terrible season on the heels of a terrible season, but he had his worst month of a terrible season in September. He's also your best center fielder and your best first baseman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's put Cody Bellinger to the side. Brings us to Albert Pujols, who obviously is an option at first base. Albert Pujols' greatest strength is he's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. He's incredibly experienced and ready to go. There, there is nothing about Albert Pujols that going into that game that it's going to be, hey, I never felt like this before. Yeah. You go, by the way, you go to Albert Pujols, go to his stats on uh, baseball reference. Mm-hmm. It's like nine pages of just the seasons Bolded. he's been in the league. Yeah, and a lot of bulls. Yeah, you just got to keep scrolling down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me just go back to 1974. This is what he hit. <laughs> he was in a race with Lou Brock for the batting title. <laughs> um <laughs> So, but there's downside. But there's your to experience. And there's your experience. And by about. the mm-hmm. way, he could run into one. Albert's got pop. Mm-hmm. The downside to Albert is he's a 
plug on the bases. If, if he gets on, no one else is going anywhere because he's mm-hmm. going station to station. Mm-hmm. He does not hit right-handed pitching nearly as well as he does left-handed pitching. Adam Wainwright's a, a right-hander. And then I would argue, most importantly, Slee, he is your most dangerous bat off the bench. The, the reason Albert Pujols has been as effective as he has with the Dodgers, it's because they deploy him exactly right. Mm-hmm. you got a left-hander on the mound, and with that rule where you have to face three guys, you can get him in against a left-hander. You can do it. Dave sure. Roberts can sure. manage that, and he's been really good there. So that's him. There's Matt Beatty. Some experience, not a ton. He's okay at first base. Not great. He's okay. He's fine. And he's hot in the sense that he had a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, about two hundred at weekend. bats over the season. Yeah. Hit two seventy seven home runs. But you're right; he had a good, he had a good weekend. Yeah, and, good and, couple of days. Okay, he had a good weekend. Kind of played himself into the uh, conversation. If we put Cody Bellinger at first base, mm-hmm. which is a possibility, mm-hmm. now somebody's got to play center field. That means that Chris Taylor's back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Okay, the benefits of Chris Taylor are he is a very clutch player. Has had a bunch of very big moments for the Dodgers in the postseason, and a lot like Albert Pujols, he's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. He's a center fielder that's okay, but not as good as Cody Bellinger. Already got the positions. He's also ice cold. Yeah. Ice. He's he was co- 115 in September, I think you said. Yes. He's mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger cold in September. No, not as cold. Not 110 and I 115. I, I mean, this is what we're talking about. So take your pick. And then what's the one name we haven't talked about? Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux, mm-hmm. who nearly killed himself on the center field wall at Dodger yep. Stadium. Mm-hmm who nearly killed Cody Bellinger playing left field at Dodger Almost Stadium. Almost ran into Broke Mookie. his rib, mm-hmm. nearly decapitated Mookie, running mm-hmm. past him at 100 miles an hour. And he's also probably, of these five guys we talked about, he's probably the best hitter of the bunch. He's never played first base. He's a menace in center field. Yeah. There's a lot of positives. There's a lot of negatives on all these guys. Where do you go? So I, I think the question is this. The question is, what do you value more in this one-game playoff? You know, like you said, this is not Muncie gets hurt in the final game of the season. This isn't, okay, well, we got 10 games here before the playoffs start. Let's kind of try out some new things. You're literally walking in blind to this game. What what I would say is in a one-game playoff, there's a couple things that um, I think is most important. Okay. I think veteran presence is incredibly important. And I think even if these defenders are not A-plus defenders – they're not going to lose you a game on defense. So for me, if I'm trying to figure this out, I have a lot more confidence if I'm looking at that outfield and I see A.J. Pollock, I see Mookie Betts, and I see Chris Taylor at center. Okay, I like the idea of, like you mentioned, Chris Taylor's had some clutch hits. Um, Yes, he has struggled in the month of September. One of the things uh, I think you mentioned, if you didn't mention it on air, he also has a much greater chance of walking to get on base. Almost two to one with Cody Bellinger. Than a Cody Bellinger would. Now, if you're going to grade Chris Taylor in center field, you're not going to give him an A plus. No. But you're also not going to give him a C. No, he's better than he's a B. Okay, he's a B. It, I I think he's more dangerous with his bat and the ability to walk, and still is going to play good, solid defense at center field, where you're not going to feel like with Gavin Lux. I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. You just can't. I just don't think you can do that in a one-game playoff. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're putting Lux in there, right? At first base, you you kind of mentioned a lot of negatives there, but I'm going to go back to this. Give me a guy that has a couple World Series championships. 
has 20 years of experience, has been in these moments before. I don't think he's going to lose you a game at first, right? Like, I don't think he's going to we'll just go back to Gavin Lux on all this. I don't think he's going to lose you a game at first, but he also has this intimidation at the plate that Bellinger just is not going to give you. Agreed. And he's not going to, like I mentioned on the defensive side, I think lose a game at first base. If I'm if I'm figuring this out, and I get it, you take one of your best bats off the bench, even though Lux is still sitting there, and you could bring him Left-handed in. Left-handed bat, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I think to to start the game, one game playoff against the St. Louis Cardinals. I want Paul. So first, I want Chris Taylor at center. I it, it's funny. I, I would literally not have either one of those guys in the lineup. The more I talk my way through it, I, I don't hate yours, but I think I want a mix of both of the things. You're you're going vets and don't screw it up defensively. Mm-hmm. Okay which I agree with half of that. I want to make sure that the defense is good. Cody Bellinger is an A-plus center fielder. He's that good. Okay, go back to the playoffs last year when he robbed Tatis. Sure. I mean, he he's a yeah. high-level defensive center fielder. You're not going to get a better one. So that's in the mix for me. The The difference between Taylor and Bellinger offensively right now is virtually zero. They're, they're both just Unless walks, only walks. Walks, sure, mm-hmm. but I can't have three outs – at the back end of the order. You can't put Bellinger at first and, and Taylor in center and then have the pitcher. You can't, you, you got to you pick can't, between them. You can't have seven, eight, and nine be automatic outs. Mm-hmm. you, you got to have one of those guys has to be a threat at the plate. I have to have Albert Pujols on the bench because I need to deploy him when he's most valuable. I, can, I can't shoot that bullet in the first inning against a guy that he doesn't have a great matchup against. I need to save him. He's, he's my number one bat off the bench. I need to use him when I need to use him. I'm going to put Beattie there. Beatty had a good weekend. Beatty is a average to maybe a little bit better than average defensive first baseman. He's not, to your point, he's not going to kill you at first base, but he's bringing enough offense. If he's in that seventh spot, there's a chance he could have a double. Sure. There's a chance he could hit a home run. There's a chance he could walk. That he, he might get on base. I can't have two guys that don't get on base. I can't have my number one guy off the bench come. And Lux, there's just nowhere to put him defensively. He's too, he's too big of a risk at either one of those spots. He's the best offensive player of those five, but I'm betting that Turner, Turner, Seager, Betts, Smith, and Pollock, those gonna six get guys you four or five runs. are going to get me enough yeah. runs that I can get through not having that guy in the lineup. Gavin Lux, that is. Give me Beattie and Bellinger. Bellinger. Those are that, that's, by the I, way, do you think the, Dave does that? I, you know, this is what's so much fun about this. I have no idea. I, I, could, see Bell, I could see Dave throwing Bellinger in center, and then I don't know what he's going to do at first. He has made it very clear that he's a Cody Bellinger guy. I mean, he's been running him out there all season long. He would be say about a buck five in September. Send him out there again. Send him out there again. It's he's he's all in on that. I guess he wouldn't change now. Okay, a couple things. Uh, if you want to give your thoughts on this, who do the Dodgers put at center field? Who do they put at first tomorrow? You can call us eight seven 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 ten ESPN plus. Uh, coming up at ten fifty five. These GM, GMs came out with a survey in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. And they're ranking the Lakers and Anthony Davis and LeBron, all these different places. I think if you're a Laker fan, you'll be a little bit surprised where the Lakers kind of rank in the upper echelon of the NBA. Surprised? One word, angry, I think is probably yeah. a, a different word we could use too. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You didn't ask me how I did in Stat Hero last night because I won. Okay, so you know if we want to play this game, because right now I don't think you want to talk about <laughs> no, winning and losing. I want to talk about Stat Hero because I won. You want I had to, Justin you, Herbert. So did I. Or I went against him, actually, and, and won. You want to hear it? You went against him and won? I did. Right here. Let me show you. Right there. 
So see that winning 20 bucks right there? I, I won do see right that. there. Uh, Justin Herbert in Stat Hero last night at 27.5. Matt Stafford at 27.1. Yeah. But Calvin Ridley got me 15. CeeDee Lamb only had three. I win. All right. Let me say this. For those who play daily fantasy sports, uh, Travis and I want to help you out. Stat Hero is absolutely 100% the best way of playing daily fantasy sports. Why? Because, like Travis was just mentioning right there, you know who you're going up against. You get a chance, that head-to-head match, it's you versus the house. You get a chance to take on specific players that you think are not going to have a good day. Yesterday, we used as an example between the Chargers and the Raiders. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Still arguing with people about Gavin Lux and Matt Beatty and oh, we got, Chris Taylor. We got a ton of calls on this. So 1055 will take some of your Dodger calls. I think people are going to get all worked up about the Lakers, too, and where the other oh. GMs in the league have them. So we got, we yeah, got a little a lot bit of a surprise. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, and you know, I, I don't want to com- continue to emphasize this. At noon, um, I will be interviewed by Travis Rogers because of just one of the most unbelievable performances after I hired three bookies this past weekend. <laughs> and don't forget, we also got Slee's uh, review of the many saints of Newark that he's going to break down at some point on the show today. Funch, what do you got? Newark. Cisco and Ebel right here, right? Yeah, Cisco and who? Eber. Eber is a name? Eber? <laughs> That's worse than Newark. Ebert. Ebert. There you go. Yes. All right, guys. They should respell that one, too. <laughs> All right, guys, on Sunday, Tom Brady moved yet again atop another record list as he passed Drew Brees for the first on the NFL's career passing yards list. And that welcome game home, uh, welcome home game back in uh, New England. Now, got a little game working as a team. You guys got three strikes to do this. Can you name the other nine players on the top 10 of the NFL career passing yards list? I think we get most of them. Okay. Drew Brees. Brees. Yep. Peyton Peyton Manning. Manning. Um, here, here's the thing, Al, before we start yeah, finding I, out other I wanna... names. Most of these names are going to be modern names because the game has just changed so drastically. Can I whisper one in your ear? Yeah, hit me. Does this count? No. It's, you're just, we're just, no. just the two No, of this it one counts. Count. Yeah, this one counts. <laughs> All right, go for it. Brett Favre? Yeah. All right, I want to throw um, Brett Favre in there. Can I uh, toss out for Roethlisberger? This is not me saying Been it, but... Been around a long time. Oh, okay. There you go. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Um, who else has been around? You know who I think is probably in there? I already think it's on that list. Is Matt Ryan. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Then what Aaron Rodgers got to be on that list. Aaron Rodgers is on there for sure. Phillips. Okay. Phillip Rivers is probably on there for sure. How many okay. we got, Funch? How many do we have left? I think right now we have 13. <laughs> How many? You guys have two more left. Two, two more. more left. So let's go. With, we have three strikes and we haven't spent any of them. I want to go with a little bit of a retro one here yep. because he was a little ahead of his yep. time. I want to go Dan Marino. Uh, okay, and then I think I got one I more. That retro. was a buzzer. I think I got one more retro. What do you got, John Aikman? Elway? Oh. Okay. So let's got, think of another. He's just on the outside. I'll just say that Elway is. Yeah, just on the outside of the top ten. It's not Montana. It's not Young. It's not Aikman. You think? No. Let's throw Aikman out there. Troy you Aikman. Aikman. Give him Aikman. They had Emmett. All right, we have they, one more. Strike one more. One more. Come on. 
You guys um, want a hint? Yeah. What's his He's... What's his last name? But we'll get the first name. <laughs> if I give you his last name, he obviously um, he would be AFC or NFC. NFC. Okay. NFC. Modern or modern modern yeah. NFC quarterback. Um. This. Is... Oh no! Can't be Russell Wilson. Can that's, it? That's what I was going to put out. But I wouldn't. I, don't... I wouldn't. Russell think. Wilson. You guys want Russell Wilson? Yeah. That's it. Uh, Dang it. it. Eli Manning. Oh, shoot. I was I about got, to say Eli Manning. I wouldn't Manning. have guessed that. Uh, if I had 30 more guesses, I wouldn't guess Eli Manning. I was I think thinking because he's just been here so long. That Emily, the only thing that really matters, the buzzer went off twice when Travis said his. So exactly. I just want you to know that. I only had one He's strike. been hijacking he all your answers and stuff. That's you guys fine. are supposed to be working as a team here. Eh, nah, that's not my style. <laughs> we blew up. <laughs> this is a team. We were, uh, that's not we were the Padres. I, I, I'm the guy on Family Feud that's at the front of the line, and I'm just, you guys are all screaming, you know, you're screaming, Eli Manning, Eli all Manning. Or agree, Eli and you're like, no. Hold on. Dan Fouts. <laughs> <laughs> We're going Fouts. <laughs> and the Rogers family oh, loses. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. So last week in Charlotte, North Carolina, while on tour with the Rolling Stones. Cam Newton. <laughs> no. Mick Jagger decided he was going to go out and walk into a bar and just grab a beer. Uh, now, me, you, you know, everyone in this studio, if we saw Mick Jagger at a bar, we would recognize him and we would probably flip out or whatever. And you know? he's very easy to recognize. He's like one of the biggest rock stars in the also world. Also, right? someone with a British accent in Charlotte, North Carolina. Also, <laughs> kind of narrows it down. But forget even the the name and the, you know, all that stuff. He has a look. Like, there's a and, look to him that you're like, oh, yeah, that's. And he, and he wasn't wearing a disguise or anything. He just had a hat on. And he, yeah, like you say, like if we saw him with a hat on in a bar, we would recognize him no matter what. So no one in this bar recognized him at all. <laughs> Not even a bartender. No one recognized Giannis I, I, when he was I, at the grocery I, I, I store. I want to throw one thing out there, okay, okay. just as, a, as an excuse for the good people of Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> if you and I are having a bar, a drink at a bar, and somebody sits down at the other side of the bar that looks like Mick Jagger, you're not actually thinking it's Mick Jagger, right? Well, maybe. I, I think what's, for what's Mick Jagger, I think here? for Mick Jagger, you are. Like I think <laughs> I, the I Mick think Jagger right, piece, you are. You'd at least have them. Hey, Al, mm -hmm. doesn't that guy look a lot like Mick Jagger? You wouldn't say, "Is that Mick Jagger?" You'd mm -hmm. be like, "That guy looks a lot like Mick Jagger." Also, right? I would be too starstruck. Like Ross yeah. looks like Ross. You know, like there's certain people they just they look like they. No, he's got to look for sure. Yeah. Now, if we saw Mick Jagger, you know, we flip out, blah blah blah, and. If I, I saw I him at a bar out. like that, I think I would be like the craziest, most uncoincidental celebrity encounter I've ever had in my mm -hmm. life. So, what guys, do you have any crazy, weird, uncoincidental celebrity encounters? Uh, Travis? I, I told you guys the one the other day where Jamie Lee Curtis snatched my son, Bobby, yeah, which when he was still six is incredibly old, weird. Of, it was, we're just standing there. My wife and I are having lunch on the patio. At and a you golf don't course. usually say snatched my snatched. son. Snatched. Like I'm holding the baby. We're enjoying a lunch on the patio at this golf course. Yeah. She comes racing up in the golf cart and picks the baby up right on my arm. And I'm like, I think that's Jamie. Lee. No, no, that is Jamie. Why? Why do you have my son in your hands? It I guess she's godmother to the baby then. Right? Yeah, 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 something she like that. Him. I also used a urinal next to Jimmy Johnson, the football coach, one time, and then watched him fix his hair in the mirror. That was pretty <laughs> awesome. So that's that's my that's my second one. We had a so, random one at one of the Laker games, um, and maybe this is in the ballpark or it's not. You know, in the media section, you're sitting there. They got the few of the TV, or you got a few of the tables, and then all the TVs are set up. This is during March Madness. Okay, I'm sitting at a table with the Kamenitsky brothers, me, Brian, and Andy. Maybe there was one other person. Another Kamenitsky brother, or just another not another person? Kamenitsky brother. <laughs> um, somebody just walks Eric in. Kamenetsky. Somebody just walks in, 
and sits at the one other chair that was available and is watching. I think Duke is one of the games Duke got upset, March Madness. Mm-hmm. And Good. just like slyly is just kind of churning over and asking us questions about the game. First of all, no, I don't know anything about, you know, uh, NC State's point guard or whatever the case is. <laughs> sure. Second of all, you can't be Denzel Washington just churning around like you're not Denzel Washington and trying to have a regular conversation with me and Brian Andy, Andy, and no Andy kidding. Kamenitsky about this March Madness game. Denzel just literally pulled up like, I don't know, it's nothing. You should have introduced yourself. Hey, I'm uh, Alan Slewa. What's your name? <laughs> What is How it? Laker hosts look familiar to me. I just, what do you do? Come to a lot of these games. Work for Sports Illustrated or <laughs> season ticket holder. Who do you write for? <laughs> Works for me. Works for All me. Right, there's my celebrity That's story. Awesome. That is awesome. Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. All right. A lot of people have yeah. ideas on who they want to see in center field, who they want to see at first base, and mm-hmm. that Dodger wild card tomorrow. About that, plus Lee, the general managers have spoken in the NBA, the and GMs the Lakers have not spoken. super popular. Yeah. Not super popular. It's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.